Welcome, everybody, to the Locked on Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Uh, in a second, I'm going to be joined by you guys for some questions. Just kind of going through these, I see a qu- couple questions about some trades that you guys are interested in uh, in, in uh, the Lakers looking at or, or, or me analyzing. Uh, you guys are interested in whether or not some of the upper-tier competition with the Lakers are are capable of trading for like a Bradley Beal or something like that. Uh, so, so a ton to get to today. Um, and, and, you know, a quick reminder that because the iTunes, uh, mailbag is now up and running again, uh, you guys can send whatever topics you want covered there in the form of a five-star review. And I will, uh, get to that. All right. So the first question here comes from, uh, never worry 24. Hey, Anthony and Pete. I'm riding after watching the Warriors versus Lakers game. What a great game. Didn't uh, turn out how we wanted, but it was still a bittersweet feeling because this is the first time the Lakers lose after leading at the end of the third quarter since 2018-2019. They lead by one point after, or they led by one point after that Portland game. They lost back in December, but a one-point lead isn't really a lead. Well, it, it literally is a lead. So I kind of honestly missed that feeling of playing a close game like that in which we led by double digits after three quarters. My question is, did you feel the same way? Uh, or if not, what did you think about it now that I mention it? I Look, the, the streak of winning uh, games after leading after the, the, the third quarter uh, was one of the most impressive things uh, that, that I can really recall. So when that streak ended, yes, it ended against Portland. A one-point lead, one lead is still a one-point lead. Uh, I, I was pretty bummed to, to see that because it just shows a lot of the discipline and the type of talent that the Lakers have had over the last couple of seasons. So yeah, it was, it was a, uh, it was a bummer to see that streak ended and, and that will kind of go down as one of the more impressive stats of this, you know, if it winds up being a dynasty or if it winds up being a run or, or anything like that, it's a, uh, it's, it it was just a, a really cool card get you could kind of hold up and say yeah this is this is proof that the lakers are legitimately really really good to great i think this year they're legitimately great uh next question here comes from c tuck 24 hey anthony big uh, fan of the show and listen daily thanks wanted to know if there if the lakers or clippers could realistically trade for bradley beal and what those trades would look like give it a little thought if needed would love to hear all the realistic options thanks keep up the great work chris tucker 24 so <clears throat> I I did hop onto the, the trade machine. Usually I, I literally just kind of answer these as I see them. But uh, with this question and, and a couple others, I, I, I did a little bit more research for them. And so looking at the, the first thing that you need to answer from Washington's perspective is what's their goal in trading Bradley Beal? Uh now, what needs to be pointed out here, and this is the the, the disclaimer in bright neon uh, lit up colors above my head while I have this discussion, is Bradley Beal reportedly does not want to uh, want to be traded, and you know this is something that has been confirmed beyond the initial reporting as well that that he's apparently happy in, happy in Washington uh, is is wants to ride this thing out. Um, there are some contractual reasonings apparently that, that might lead him to, uh, pursue that end. So, so yeah, I, I think for, for any team that is trading for him, you would be, uh, 
doing so potentially against his wishes, which isn't the best way to start a relationship with a superstar. So with that said, the key word here that that uh, Chris used a couple times is realistic, right? And if you're trying to figure out, so if, if Milwaukee wants to trade Beal and then just dive headfirst into a full-blown rebuild, then the Clippers especially are really poorly suited to, to make that happen. If you look at what the what kind of contracts the Clippers have here, uh, there is very little in the way of, you know, big money that ends at, at season's end. So uh, you look at Marcus Morris' contract, it's a four-year, $14.9 million offer here according to the trade machine. Uh, Patrick Beverly is an in, is a little bit more interesting, right? Thirteen million over for for two years. Uh, Serge Ibaka could be a, a bigger uh, expiring trade t- chip, uh, but they can't move him. I don't uh, until until December, so that makes that difficult. Lou Williams has a one year, eight million dollar offer uh, or, or, or trade contract, so maybe you can include that. But the problem here is. What's the long-term asset? The Clippers used all of their draft picks in the Paul George trade, right? And uh, that is something that Washington is really going to be looking for is any kind of draft compensation and especially top-end draft compensation. Like Even if the Clippers had first-rounders, they're going to be the 27th and up type picks and that doesn't do any good for <laughs> for Washington why would they make that trade so uh that's that's where what you're looking at here with the clippers and and in a second I'm going to explain uh what things look like from Milwaukee's perspective where it's a little bit more interesting but still a, a real long shot get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast Peter Bukowski host Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, in Style Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people, and with 1010, it's beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. So the question here, again, comes from uh, Talk 24 uh, here on iTunes. And by the way, again, if you guys have any topics that you guys want covered, 
the iTunes mailbag is up and running again. So get those in the form of a five star review, and I will cover them. Uh, but yeah, the the in the in the last segment uh, a couple minutes ago, we talked about the Clippers and how because of the way that their roster is put together and because of everything that they did to land Paul George, their hands are really kind of tied on this one. Could they have acquired Chris Paul? Uh, yeah, I think that was a trade that they could have potentially done because the team that was un- uh, unloading him at the time, OKC, wasn't, you know, it's Chris Paul versus Bradley Beal. Chris Paul maybe has one or two more prime years left, and then you you, you might start to see the, uh, mark to see, excuse me, might start to see the descent here for, for Chris Paul in his career, whereas Bradley Beal is in his prime and plays the kind of game that I think is going to age really well, you know, given what you're hoping to get from Bradley Beal. So you're looking at, you know, maybe three, four, maybe even five prime years left of, of Bradley Beal, albeit they're going to be expensive years because, you know, at some point he's going to, he, the, the extension is going to kick in or you're going to have to pay him outright. And so, you know, that makes it a little bit more complicated. But right now, trading for him is is going to take a lot. You know, not just because he's a great player, but also because he's a great player who doesn't really appear to want to go anywhere. Like, as I said in the last segment, all the reports right now and everybody that I've spoken to is saying, like, yeah, he's perfectly happy in Washington, which is cool. You know, that's 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 his call. Uh, I think it's really dumb that <laughs> in an era where uh, we, we kind of whine about the lack of loyalty from NBA players. We're seeing loyalty and, and people are like, Oh, come on, go to a winning situation. Like, no, no, no. these guys can dictate the, 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 the direction of their career, whether it's to land themselves on, on a great team and, and improve their chances of winning a championship or sticking it out with the team that drafted them and see if they can elevate the organization back to, to where it once was when John Wall was, was, uh, still, you know, before John Wall's injuries. So uh, with with Milwaukee, though, the, the question was whether the Clippers or Milwaukee could put a realistic trade package together. Milwaukee's also kind of complicated, right? So you look at their... Now, and this is all based off of the trade machine, uh, which has become uh, a little erratic when it comes to citing these guys' contracts. But just, you know, if you're going to hop on there and you're going to try to do any of this stuff, you look at their deals, Drew Holiday, three years, $26 million a piece. Uh, Brooke Lopez, three years, $13 million a piece. DJ Augustine, $6.7 million for, for three three years on his contract. And then from there, it dives down to uh, DJ Wilson's, the Bobby Portis's, Dante DiVincenzo, Bryn Forbes, uh, another uh, Intentacumpo brother, and and like all of the money that you would use to match with the contract that you're landing here, it's tied up in rotation players, right? Chris Middleton's contract, Giannis's contract, and and if you're trading Chris Middleton for Bradley Beal, how much of an upgrade is it really? You know, is it, is it the kind of thing that's really going to lift you over the top? And and then for Washington again, if they're looking to go straight into a rebuild, then Chris Middleton isn't going to help you because he's going to make you too good basically to land a, a high level draft pick. And then any draft compensation coming from Milwaukee is again going to be in that twenty seven to thirty range in the first round, and that's 
essentially a second round pick. So for both of these teams, if you're just looking for a straight up deal between them and Washington, I would say it's incredibly unlikely. And that the same can be said, by the way, about the Lakers, that uh, because Washington is trading from a point of leverage here where they don't have to move him unless they get, you know, a godfather offer, it's it's going to take a godfather offer to land him, and and neither the Lakers, the Clippers, or Bucks are capable of putting that kind of a trade together realistically. So so that's where the things are at on in, in that respect. Teams that I, the team that I think could still pull this off even with Beal potentially, you know, wanting to stay or or you know leaking at least or allowing the Wizards to leak that he's comfortable staying there. Uh, the team that I still have my eye on is is still the Denver Nuggets. I, I think they they have the right combination of talented prospects, some first round picks, and then contracts. By the way, that can match without uh, tying up Washington's financials for for the foreseeable future. So that's if you guys are looking for, you know, kind of a I don't have so I have the Lakers in the tier of their own. And then I would have the the Clippers and Nets in that next tier in terms of what I would expect from these teams in the postseason. And then after that, I would have Utah, Denver. Uh, well, I would have Philly in the tier above them. Uh, but I would have Utah, Denver, Boston, Milwaukee, like those kinds of teams in in that third tier. And uh, and if you're looking for a team that can maybe jump up a tier or, or even leapfrog an entire t- tier. If Denver makes the right trade for Bradley Beal, I think they become a really dangerous team. That's that's that would be my kind of dark horse prediction. That's a long, long answer to one question, but it's a difficult one because there's so many facets to the uh, to the conversation itself. Next question here comes from iCentaur.com. Uh, what caliber of player do you think Markeith Morris and Wesley Matthews could garner in a trade? Not a great one, to be completely honest. I think it's like if they move those guys, it would be to basically open up more rotation minutes and give those guys more of an opportunity wherever they land to be able to play more. So I don't see any trade happening there, let alone any kind of a trade that makes the Lakers significantly better. Um, now, I, both contracts are expiring, so that you know, that makes things a little bit easier if if some team has a bigger contract that maybe has an extra year on it. Uh, because of the Kuzma extension and because of the LeBron and AD extensions, the Lakers at this point are basically saying, this is the team that we're going to have. This is the core that we're going to have moving forward. Any kind of long-term financial flexibility is is kind of moot, you know. So, so why not uh, try to improve you know, with a, a team moving a contract that they don't want to have to pay next year. So if you're looking for ways to improve, that would be maybe the way to do it. It's just that, you know, it, it would essentially be a salary dump. And typically speaking, if a team is, is salary dumping a player, they're going to have, that player is going to have flaws too, which, you know, Markeith Morris, we saw him uh, be useful in last year's postseason. Wesley Matthews has had a very solid career, and I still think there's a chance he turned things around. Uh, he he might turn things around this year, uh, and and if not, both those guys, Matthews especially, is a, you know he's he's a great locker room guy and, and a great veteran presence that the Lakers would benefit from, even if 
his on-court production isn't exactly where you would want it to be. Let's uh, take one more second here, and when we come back, we will uh, finish off with a few more of your questions. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, NBA, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Speaking of bets, today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Uh, I know the Super Bowl is behind us now, and and, it feel, and and the NFL in general is behind us, but there is still a ton of action you can get in on uh, at BetOnline. They have uh, college basketball games. Obviously, today we're going to talk about the uh, bet of the day for the NBA here in a second. Baseball is about to get back into the swing of things, uh, So and, and, and BetOnline is going to have you covered uh, no matter what kind of action you guys are looking for. Again, today's uh, bet of the day, or, or, or to get to today's bet of the day, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are giving up 12 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder, albeit at home. Uh, that's you know that obviously is going to help them, but I am not comfortable giving the Lakers or, or having the Lakers give anybody 12 points uh, because of the lack of discipline that they have shown once they get up by any amount of points against Detroit. They're up 17. And then they wound up going to two overtime. So, again, I hope I'm wrong. And you're more than welcome to fade me on this one if you want. But today's bet that I'm looking at is the Lakers uh, giving 12 points at home to Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that's too much to, to, to put money on, in my opinion. So I would either stay away or bet Oklahoma City outright. Not to win, but but to, to, to stay within 12. Uh, and that's how I'm going to be doing this. Again... You can do all of this. You could fade or follow me at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for a 50% deposit bonus. And if you can do any gambling, please do so responsibly. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to builtbar.com, use that promo code Locked On, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So, however often you go to the website, and you make a purchase, use that promo code locked on, and you're gonna save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now. And it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home. Uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day, basically. I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to ride or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, the best protein bar you'll ever eat. All right, next question here comes from Vet57. Uh, hey, Anthony and Pete, any idea why the Lakers' classic blue 
jerseys aren't being sold. It seems like it's been tougher in general to get uh, jerseys ever since Nike took over, and I'm wondering why some jerseys never go on sale at all. This is a part of the business, uh, honestly, that frustrates me so much that I, I, I find it difficult to even talk about without getting kind of riled up. Like, again, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're perfectly within their own right to choose their numbers. And, and for professional athletes, the number that they wear is a, a very important thing uh, to them. I mean, I remember back in high school, my number 12 uh, was, was something that I, I really kind of cherished and coveted my, my uh, being able to wear number 12 uh, on whatever team I played on. So in that respect, like I understand where those guys are coming from and wanting to choose their jerseys. But also, like if you're going to play on the same team and then change your jersey maybe two years into your time, three years in LeBron's case, into your time as a Laker, <laughs> you're asking a lot for people to go out and spend 100 bucks on the first jersey and then, hey, I felt like changing my number. Go spend another 100 bucks on me. Uh, that's, that's a tough one. I, I don't, I don't quite understand, uh, the approach there. And then, yeah, I mean, Nike in general, it, they, you know, there are some things that are just kind of beyond their control, uh, with being able to, to limit people buying up all of the inventory and then putting it right back onto the open market for, for marked up prices. Like some of that is just beyond their control a little bit, but they don't even try, right? The sneakers app is a disaster. If for, for the typical person who just wants to go out there and buy a pair of shoes, uh, the, the, um, you know, we, we saw it with PlayStation. I'm, I've been, I think it was released when <laughs> I, it was, it was released back before Christmas or maybe a month before Christmas. And, and here we are, uh, a full weekend of February and, and I am no closer to, to landing a PS5. A lot of people have landed them, but but retailers, I think, in general, are, are, are not doing enough to kind of protect the typical consumer. Uh, and, and in this case, with the blue jerseys, I'm a little nervous that they're going to mass release them. They're all going to get bought up. And then the only way that you're going to be able to purchase one of those classic blues, which are super clean, by the way. I love the look of that jersey. Uh, <laughs> the only way that you're going to be able to get it is by spending 250 bucks rather than the you know, hundred bucks that it's going to, it would normally take to land that, that Jersey. So I hope I'm wrong, but Nike in general doesn't is, is, is particularly crappy when it comes to helping people get the product that they want without having to go to a secondhand market and, and, and the crazy high marked up prices. <clears throat> Next question here comes from, uh, let Shannon dunk. Hey guys, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seems like Wesley isn't as engaged on the bench as before since he's dropped out of the rotation. Uh, do you think this is somewhat concerning or should we not really worry? I'm also pretty sure he had a Lakers profile pick on Instagram, but I don't see that anymore. I, that kind of stuff is, is uh, kind of neither here nor there. I will say, like, I have never heard anybody who has covered Wesley Matthews or anybody who has worked on a team that he was on or anything like that that would indicate that he is anything other than a super solid veteran. And now, does that make it uh, like Brooke Lopez is, also has that same reputation? And he clearly got very frustrated in LA to the point where when he hit free agency, 
he was not at all interested in coming back to the Lakers when they could, you know, very easily, very clearly have wanted him. Uh, so, so even while kind of upstanding veterans can have that reputation, it's, it's very easy for anybody to get frustrated by the situation that they find themselves in. So with that being said, I think, uh, I, I, it's really fresh that Wesley Matthews just fell out of the rotation, and I'll look for it more. Uh, I'll look for the way that he kind of conducts himself on on the bench, uh, but it's really fresh that he just fell out of the rotation. It's the first time in his career that that has happened to him, right? Uh, he might be looking at the end of his career, and that's a very difficult thing for professional athletes to process. Now you're looking at your athletic mortality, and and that's a very daunting thing to think about uh so i i still think the longer that this goes on and he's going to get back into the rotation at some point uh that he's going to be a perfectly fine teammate and he he won't make any real noise in in this regard uh keith also same thing you know since we're kind of on on the same topic and he's also fallen out of the rotation keith is somebody who has the clutch connection with LeBron, AD, uh, THT, Trez, and you know the Lakers organization itself. So I don't I don't foresee a situation here where he makes all kinds of noise either. Uh, but you know what? You never know with these things, and and you never know how these guys are going to handle their their athletic mortality once they're looking at the at that door potentially slamming shut. We, the way that everybody handles that is, is very different. So I still think this team is close enough to be able to, to kind of nurture the relationship as these guys transition to different parts of their career. And if not, then they're both on expiring contracts and the Lakers can just wave them or buy them out and move on. And, and if that is how things go, it would be a bit of a bummer because I had high hopes, especially for Wesley Matthews. But if that's how it goes, the Lakers are are more than deep enough to make up for whatever they thought they were going to be getting from Matthews, and then not get it, getting it. Uh, and then, and then, you know, the the social media stuff, Instagram, Twitter, you know, what likes they put out there tweeting out these emojis without any context, right? Like if I was a professional athlete, this would be one of my favorite hobbies is just randomly tweeting out a, an animal emoji, for example, a whale emoji and, and, and just see how people react to whale, whale. Oh, is he saying whale as in, well, get me out of here, right? Like, <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I would, I would, the, the eyeball emojis is, is one of these guys' favorites. And, and I would just have a blast getting people and, and team sites and team fan sites to freak the heck out uh, on social media to the ways that they tweet. Uh, it would be, it would be a lot of fun. And if we start to see that and it starts to get really serious, then I'll reevaluate the situation. But, I still think we're a long ways off from, from the situation getting to that point. All right, fun week ahead of us. We have a great guest uh, potentially lined up for, for later this week, uh, so you guys want to tune in to that. Lakers have three games uh, tomorrow night or tonight by the time you guys are listening to this, if you're listening Monday morning, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday night, and then uh, Friday night. So a three-game week, which means it's going to be nice and busy 
here for those who are who are, are listening on a, on a daily or nightly basis. Uh, so you guys are are, are going to want to pay attention to this. And then, you know, the, the 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 fun thing about the way that this season seems to be going is we are it, it we are not very far off from the Lakers kind of hitting the next gear and hitting the next uh, focus point or or transitioning to the next chapter of the season. And once that happens and, and it's more uh, consistent and we get fewer games like we got Saturday night against the Detroit Pistons where it takes two overtimes to beat a shorthanded and bad Pistons team, uh, you know, the, the idea that we might get more consistent energy and, and focus and engagement uh, from this Lakers team is a really exciting thing to think about. Now, I, I do think, you know, we're maybe a, a couple weeks or so away from not just the energy and the engagement level, you know, maybe going up a tick more consistently, but also the understanding. Like Schroeder is starting to look really comfortable out there. Uh, Montrez is really starting to look comfortable out there. THT. Uh, although I thought he was bad in that Detroit game, he is, uh, you know, kind of finding a role for himself with that second unit that they're playing. So the more that everybody starts to figure these things out, even while the energy is going to go up, their just level of comfort and understanding of how to play together is is going to increase, and that's going to make this team better as well, which is which is a pretty scary and exciting thing to think about. Until then, though, until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's 